Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome in BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined by AJ Hayfley. AJ, we are going to jump right into it because I had to cut us off and, and hit record because we always just start talking. It's always some of our best conversation before we even get on the mics. We are here in the playoffs. First intermission, Avs Flames Game 1. And if you're the Avs... 0-0 on the road, uh, you know, Canadian city, hyped to be there, the whole sea of red thing, you'll take it, 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, yeah, I mean, the abs are, the the way that I look at it, the abs are the lowest scoring uh, first period team, uh, one of the lowest scoring first period teams in the NHL. Uh, oddly enough, the, the teams that are below them are also in the playoffs, so that's strange. <laughs> Um, so getting out of there without giving anything up, you know, that's fine. Um, couple of power plays, very much a game one feeling each other out process. Mm-hmm. The, the, the total opposite of what we saw in the Eastern conference games last night, which total mad madness, right? Mm-hmm. Where those teams were just pounding on each other and going all out and scoring all over the place. And it was like, holy crap, this is, this is nuts. These are two teams who are like, there's respect there, and we're going to feel this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's focus on a, uh, a a couple key things that that jumped out. One, Eric Johnson, you cannot be doing that anymore. Uh, we, you and I talked about it yesterday on the show. You can't get baited into Matthew Kachuk's little mind games there, and you especially can't do it when you're. Eric Johnson, and you're one of the most senior players on this team. Yeah, and really, I mean, look, you can't do that, but that's also, boy, is that Charmin soft. It, it was. It, well, it, well, and it definitely because, was, especially in the playoffs, but still you've got to know that that's exactly what he's looking for. And you, Sure, but you also, like, the referees also, like, they're setting a tone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you expect that, okay, hey, we're going to try and, you know, we're going to try to you know, keep control with us. We don't want this to get crazy. And then immediately after that, you know, what, like six minutes later, 
um, the they get into another scrum and Soderberg gets hit in the face and it's like, okay, right. I mean, is that is that a thing or not? Right, right. And, you and know? I mean, yes, but just to me in general, just steer clear of of, of Matthew Kachuk. Let him do all that. Oh yeah, take hundred percent. Don't do it. Follow follow Miko Rantanen and Carl Soderberg's lead. If he comes up and gets in your face, swallow your pride and just walk away. And this series is going to be a lot. You're going to make this series a lot easier on yourself. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And like they just they they definitely cannot uh play that kind of game. It's not who they are. Mm-hmm. It's not um. It's not what they're built for, and and it's, yeah, it's not their personality is what I'm trying to say. Like right. it's not it's not in their DNA to get to to get into the muck like that. Right. They've got a couple of guys who can, but it that's not their identity. It's very much Calgary's identity, which is one of the reasons why this is a fun matchup. Is because you got two teams that like to succeed in different ways going at it. Um, but it's really, I mean, it's. Just don't do it. Yeah. Like you're gonna get, you're gonna have enough plays where you know you you uh, you you hook a guy on the hands, you grab a guy. Like the the Hannafin holding was super soft as well, mm-hmm. um, where he just kind of turned Barry while he was chasing him down. Like I could see where they're calling that holding, and in a super low intensity first period like that, where the teams weren't really getting crazy with each other. I could see that's, you know, that's very much like regular season caliber penalty. Mm-hmm. And it's dumb though. It's dumb that we talk about this like this, right? Like that the the officiating has such a, a reputation for changing once you get into the postseason. Right. Um, that, that it's obvious, you know, that like that, that first period was officiated like it was a November hockey game. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of, it was, it was very much like, Hey, there's potential for this to get crazy. Let's let's everybody simmer down. Everybody just kind of relax here to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pretty low intensity period. Uh, nobody really really got got crazy and disappointed in that power play early on. Obviously, you'd like to see more than just a shot on goal. Um, it does suck that a couple of their better opportunities that they created um, ended in uh, broken uh, broken sticks. <laughs> Yeah, you know the Barry one, he just broke it flat out, and then the Gerard one still got on net, but it was like, come on now, <laughs> and broken sticks, you know, and and so that's that's just bad luck. Uh, great job by Nemeth on the uh, to defend that two on one. Um, Ian Cole jumped into the play. It was a nice play by everybody, but then Cole misses the net wide, and that creates the breakout for the other team. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna jump in like that, you have that puck has to get on net. Absolutely. And I, you I can't get that puck rimmed around like that and create that breakout for, for them. Right. I was actually about to say, I was so impressed with Ian Cole in that period up until he did that. And in my head, I was like, of course he's going to do that. It's going to lead to a goal and everyone's going to forget that he's, he, he played a really good period. That is exactly what I've been looking for out of him all year. You can tell he's a veteran he can read the, you know, read the mood, and he's ramped it up for playoff time. I thought that was a great period from him, up until he jumped, you know, jumped into the play. It was the right thing, like you said. 
you've got to get that on net or, or you've at least got to make it a competitive puck in front of the net. You cannot send a two-on-one going the other way when you're the, the, the fourth man into the zone pinching down. You just can't do it. Um, yeah, and like it was a good pinch. It was a good read. It was a good play uh, offensively to get him the puck. He was wide open. He's got a good look. Everything was good until he missed the net completely. Right. That can't happen. Right. And then, well, and then Nemeth makes a great defensive play, and it's like, hey, it's almost it's almost like teamwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, both Nemeth and Cole, I thought, uh, were really strong in that period. Nikita Zadorov, really nice play in front of the net. Um, really, honestly, it, it was everything you want out of a quiet period from your guys. Um, if, if you're Jared Bednar, they were steady. They, they mm-hmm. uh, you know, played solid on defense. And, and they didn't give up much. And I think if you're if you're going to be playing a lot of the series like that, you'll beat Mike Smith. That will come. If you can be defending like that, getting solid play out of Grubauer, man, you're going to put yourself in a really good position. It's one period. Don't want to put the cart in front of the horses here. Yeah. But, I mean, I, look, like reality is if you gave me the option to fast forward through the first period of every single road playoff game and it's, it was zero zero uh, and, and it was played like that, I'll take it. Yeah. Especially in, in a game one where you're coming into, you know, an environment where they didn't have playoff hockey last year. Uh, they won the Western conference, you know, huge, huge surge to the top of the standings home ice. I'm sure it's going crazy in there. And the abs came out, played it totally, you know, Everything settled it down, kind of neutralized the building. And uh, like you said, if you can get out of every uh, road period in the playoff, road first period in the playoffs, zero zero, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more the more time you cut it down to, and say, you know, we you know we only need to win the next two periods. You know, we only need to win the next period. We only need to win the next ten minutes. Uh-huh. The more time you could cut. Uh, the more time you can cut down, uh, the and and say you know we've got this, we've got this, the perfect, the that's that's exactly how you want to do it on the road. Uh, keep the crowd out of it, keep the energy lower. That's it's everything. It's everything. Well, there you go. Uh, solid first period from the Avs. Liked what you saw. Um, and and if they can keep it going again, you're gonna be you're gonna be feeling good. So we'll see see what they come out with. Nathan McKinnon, you can tell, man, this is the time of year that he absolutely lives for. He looked like he had a little bit of extra uh, jump in his step. Maybe needs to reel it in a little bit, even because um, he looks like he's going. But it's gonna be exciting, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that's first period was fine. Um, can't can't complain about any of that. I'm ready to I'm ready to see the. Uh, the series begin now. Me too. Let's uh, let's get back to it. Catch the second period. We will come back after that. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, 
merchants, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley in the second intermission, Avs Flames game one. Uh, AJ, we won't talk much about that period in this segment, but Avs looked really good in the first half of the period. uh, And then the Flames pushed back and Mike Smith has been the difference. Isn't that something? Yeah, I mean, Mike Smith's been good. Uh, I think he's been over dramatic on everything that he does. Um, <laughs> but uh, pretty, um, you know, Mike Smith has been good. Give him credit. It's not like he's been, I mean, this is, again, like this was a guy that, I mean, he had a bad year, but we're not talking about what he did all season. Guys can play well in, uh, in, in really short bursts like this. So... You know, especially for, uh, um, especially in the playoffs, you know, where a guy can meet a moment. So, all right, credit to Mike Smith. He's played really well. I think Grubauer's played pretty well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that first goal is all on the defense. I don't know what Zadorov is doing, watching, just standing there. Um, not great. And it's, it, I mean, you're 0 0, six minutes left in the second period. And somehow you get into an intermission where it's two nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is just this is what Colorado does. It's what they've done all year, is that they lean into the misery a bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when one thing goes wrong, then they let one thing turn into three things, turn into five things, and you know, it's it's it something goes wrong, and then the next thing you know, they take a penalty, uh, and and. They get scored on on the power play and and watching I mean, watching the Kachuk goal. I don't even know. You know, does he tip it? Does it hit Ian Cole? I'm not sure. Um, regardless, it's just been. It's just it hasn't been good. They haven't. Colorado hasn't matched uh, Calgary in any kind of physical element whatsoever, and they're not going to. Like they're never, they're never going to in this series. That's not who they are. It's not their DNA. It's not what they're going to do. But you can't just do nothing, <laughs> and that's kind of where they've been right now. Uh, they're just they're just okay. Um, well, let's put the pause right there because I want to I want to save that for the uh, for our, our last segment. We'll come back after the game and kind of break down everything. So let's go ahead and stop right there uh, as far as the second period. Uh, let's take a little pause here. Let's take a little journey throughout the rest of the NHL. There was an entire slate of games yesterday. Want to know what you thought? It was a uh, it was a crazy day. We we when we did the show, a lot of games looked completely different than they did at the end. The most important one was I think we even made a joke about yeah the Blue Jackets already getting walloped by the Lightning. Uh, three to nothing blue jackets come storming back score four goals of their own to win in regulation uh what did you think of the blue jackets knocking off the Tampa bay lightning in game one uh good for them don't think that does any does much for the series uh i mean if you're gonna be competitive in that series you i mean 
the under underdogs in the series all have the same recipe for winning, right? You split the first two home games. You get one, you get one of those first two games on the road, and that gives you home ice advantage. That swings it back in your direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the goal. Like, okay, they've got they've got one. Um, now they have to go out. They have to try and do it again. You know, you have to do it one period at a time. You know, one shift at a time. You know. You have to do everything right and just continue to do it. Islanders pulled it out, man. Uh, it was a, it was an exciting game. Lots of uh, oh, fun game. Lots of back and forth. Lots of excitement, and uh, they get it done in overtime. Kind of a weird goal uh, oh, that one. Yeah, they got it done. <laughs> uh, it was a weird one. I didn't even see the puck go in. Mm. So it was um, good for them. Good for the Islanders uh, and their fans. That's you. Yeah. Uh, it was, dude, it was, oh, I was all about it, man. It was so fun. Uh, and it, I mean, it was just such a good game and it was so intense and there was, there was great plays by great players. Uh, you know, Malkin with a, with a nasty snipe to make it two, two and Barzell with a great play in overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Bailey with the redemption there where he hit the post with like 12 seconds left in regulation <laughs> and then he gets the game winner and that, I mean, that's awesome. So that's you know that stuff's really cool um, when you see a guy because you always you don't you don't you always feel bad for a guy when he hits the post with twelve seconds left you know something like that yeah and you're just like oh my gosh right like ah oh, this is a mess and like that guy's gonna think about that the rest of his life you know what could have been <laughs> but he gets that he gets that redemption right away so he doesn't have to be tortured by that demon in particular so. <laughs> Uh, pretty cool stuff there for him. And obviously I loved it. Um, I did not pick them in that series, but that's one of the series I, th- I thought would go in seven. And I mean, you can flip a coin with it. Um, really fun game. That atmosphere in, in long Island is nuts though. Like those fans, those fans are awesome. They're so mm-hmm. crazy. I'm, I'm all about it. You swing out west, and I'm already the dumbest person in uh, hockey media. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> St. Louis Blues and the Winnipeg Jets, I caught oh. absolutely none of that. I had to check that score this morning. Did you catch any of that game? Uh, very little. Uh, I watched very little of uh, all of the Western games, honestly. Uh-huh. I've watched a lot of those teams play all year, and I'm kind of just over them. Over so. it. Uh, and then Miro Heiskanen. Is the hero uh, scores two goals in his NHL playoff debut uh, in his rookie year and pushes the Stars to a three to two win over the Preds and did exactly what we were just talking about a minute ago. Swung home ice back in their advantage. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I mean I felt <clears throat> that was uh, you know I felt that that was a a series that they will be able to uh, compete. I think I, you know, we talked about it on our preview show the other day. I, I felt like that was the, that was, that was a series, the only series in which I would have picked the stars, the only matchup. That's so funny. Uh, and then the San Jose sharks absolutely take it to the golden Knights. Uh, they, on the looked late- bad. they looked really bad. I, I don't understand. Like that's that's a team that 
every time I've seen them live and most of the time that I've watched them on television, they've looked so consistent and so disciplined mm-hmm. and just they're so well coached and they stick to what they do uh, and they make life miserable every single shift. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they do. And that's why I picked them. And that's why I think they're as as big a handful as they are. It's not a skill thing. Although right. I do like a lot of their players and think that they are they are a solid uh, overall group of guys. I just they they've always they've always had that commitment to playing a certain way, and that I mean it was nowhere to be found last night. And uh-huh. you know those things happen even in the postseason. You're still human, and you're still dealing with guys who are going to have bad days. But well, I mean, they, they they ran the Sharks out of the playoffs last year. So, I mean, you know, there's a little bit of uh, – the, the Sharks are going to have it a little bit more there in that, you know, off the jump, you'd think? Um, yeah, maybe. And, you know, we saw, we saw Vegas push back in the third. Uh, mm-hmm. It was too little too late, but they started to find their uh, – they started to find their legs there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. That gives me hope that that series can still be uh, a little bit more than just like the bloody mess that it was. <laughs> right. Oh, UMass won. Damn it! I'm like ten seconds behind. Yeah. <laughs> so UMass wins and Kale McCarr stays. Uh, I, I I was rooting for UMass in this game. To be honest, and uh, I'm really happy for Kale McCarr, but just a little part of you that wanted to see him here. But good for him. Good for UMass. I mean, he'll be here. No, I know, but and you know what? You know what I like. You know what I dig about this is that, and and this is such like a hockey guy thing to say, right? But dude's a winner, man. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it's a coincidence that winning follows certain players? <laughs> right. At different levels, at different stages and all that stuff. Right. Like, if you go on his Elite Prospects page and you look at the bottom of it where it shows, like, all the different awards and stuff mm-hmm. that a guy that a guy wins in his career, um, his is hilarious because it's just so long <laughs> like beginning in in 2015 16 when he broke out and was like the ajhl rookie of the year and was like okay now we're gonna he, he more or less was like all right this is this is the beginning of me taking over the world mm-hmm. and then the next season was his draft year where he destroyed the ajhl and then last year you know with the wjc's and the accolades that he got in hockey east and of course all the accolades he's gonna get this year when mm-hmm. all is said and done you know, and and the fact that the guy, uh, you know, he won a gold medal for Canada. Uh, the uh, he he won the whatever the thing is in in the AJHL. You know, like they he's done everything. He's won all the championships everywhere the guy has been. Right. So for him to go out there and get this is just like. So is that final game tomorrow or is it on Saturday? Saturday. He wins the Hobie Baker tomorrow and the national championship Saturday. All right. And then makes his NHL debut on Monday in Denver. 
So no matter what, he's got one more college hockey game. So uh, go UMass. It sucks that they had to, to bump Denver along the way, but at this point, yeah. good for good for Kale McCarr. I hope he goes out and I hope he wins it. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, we'll see him on Monday. Just like any other job, we'll see you Monday. Oh my gosh, man how how weird is it that like it's upon us all? Like we've waited for Kale McCarr for two years, and and I still think a, a big key to this happening, this actually happening is Colorado splitting in Calgary mm-hmm. because one and one to one, you could justify all the things coming out of, uh, you know, whatever's going to happen with Kale McCarr and blowing the ear of the ELC and potentially the expansion draft exposure, which I spent a lot of time on again today. And again, the same thing happened again where I talked to, this person and that person, and I got completely different answers. We've been Cap Friendly has been using waiver signing age as the the goalpost here, and that's why, you know, that's why uh, Kale McCarr would be he would have to be protected in the expansion draft. But at the same time, uh, I did some digging and I was told that uh, the kid that signed out of Michigan State with Detroit, uh, who's twenty two years old two years older than McCarr does not have to be protected uh, in the expansion draft. So that would completely obliterate whatever argument exists for the abs having to protect McCarr. But is that true? Is that not true? What, and what ends up actually being the rule? It doesn't seem like the NHL has made it clear to anybody uh, except the teams, the teams actually involved. Well, we will dive into all of that, hopefully starting on Monday. We will have plenty to talk about, but for right now, third period, Avs, Flames, game one. The Avs are down two to nothing. Got to see if they can, uh, Gabe Landeskog can tap into some of that third period magic. We will break down the entire game on the other side of this break. BS and Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We'll be right back. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, which is a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands. We have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue third and final segment here bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage 
want to tell you guys about Houselift. Houselift Colorado. Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist by eliminating all the stress of, remod- of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. And get this, there are zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay any of the upfront costs for the remodel until the house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the, to the design while managing these costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website or Facebook page, both at houseliftcolorado.com, and check out the incredible remodels that Houselift has done for their homeowners here in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from fifteen to 60000 more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, and if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, they will sell your home without charging a listing commission. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley, game is over. Avs uh, fall to the flames four to nothing. Mike Smith has the game of his career, uh, and the Avs were just a bit too sloppy tonight, AJ. Uh, yeah, I mean, they just weren't good enough, man. Um, it was not, um, I don't know. It's, it, it just, nothing about that game felt like a playoff game. Nah. Um, the, the officiating was, was loose. Like the abs scored a goal, but didn't score a goal. <laughs> um, the altitude broadcast, by the way, might have been the worst broadcast I've ever seen from them. Um, they I opened it up. CSN, so, they, so they opened it up with a, a montage of Brady Kachuk while talking about Matthew. Uh, they started the. They showed a graphic of the goaltender matchup and had David Riddick instead of Mike Smith. Uh, they obviously still don't have a shot on goal counter for God knows whatever reason. Um. <laughs> And then while they were – so, like, things were going on. So the, the Nemeth penalty that got called right before the second goal, mm-hmm. uh, they never mentioned it. They didn't show a graphic on it. They didn't show a replay of it. They only showed a replay of the overhead cam uh, and talked about the puck hitting the post. Um, so had no idea. I still don't know what that call for call was, and I still haven't seen the actual penalty itself. So I I don't know. I, I have no idea. Uh, and then while the goal review was going on, neither one of the guys, and this is no knock on them. I've been there before. You don't know what's going on. But nobody knows what's going on, and they didn't talk about it. Oh, oh with the goal review? For the, yeah, for the there was, And they only showed it at the very, 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 very end. Uh, and, and they were like, oh, they're reviewing it. And we're like, blah. And they were like, I guess that's this. And like, it was just, everybody was off their game. Like, I'm not, I'm not like saying this because like I'm hating on altitude. I'm saying did just nothing felt playoffs about that. Mm-hmm. There was nothing about the game that they didn't have a playoff feel to it. Like you watch Vegas and San Jose the night before. Those are two teams that absolutely hated each other that wanted to murder one another that played a really boring game overall. Like, just a really blah hockey game as it was. Right. And then tonight you get two teams like, and of course these are two teams with no playoff history. They've never played in the playoffs. 
They're in a different division. They played three relatively forgettable games in the regular season. The most recent of recent of which was three months ago. It was just everything about tonight was just so janky. <laughs> it it the the abs looked out of sorts. Calgary looked out of sorts. Um yeah, it's just it's weird, man. Like more than anything else, tonight was just it was just a weird night. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was honestly <clears throat> maybe not four to nothing, but this was kind of what I expected uh, as far as uh, game one for the Abs. Just because you're going into their building, game one, playoffs, all that stuff, you're kicking off the playoffs. So I I expected the Abs to struggle in this game, but yeah, like you said, it was just weird. Even when Calgary was scoring. You know, you were thinking, uh-oh, hopefully, you know, the crowd's really going to get into it now. They never really did. Wasn't overly loud. Um, you know, <sighs> Mike Smith, it seemed like the Avs had, what, 30, 30 shots? And, like, it seemed like all of them were dangerous to some extent. Not all of them, but just, like, <sighs> I don't know. It, it was weird. They weren't dominating, but they were coming up with quality scoring chances, uh, it, it was just weird. Yeah, you said it. It was just weird. It was just kind of an off night. Um, Strange night. The game, everything about the game was played. The way that it was played was weird. There was nothing going on until that first goal. And then even after that, you're like, okay. And then you get a weird penalty that I still, I mean, I, I don't know. I Other people have told me it was a legit call. I'm not worried about it. It is what it is. You still have to stop. You still have to to kill penalties. The, the you didn't do that tonight. I mean, um, the the penalty on Nemeth that led to the second. Oh, 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 right. Yeah. So you you still so, have to kill penalties. Yeah, you still have to kill penalties. I mean, you you have to execute. Like the penalty kill is the biggest concern going into the series for me. Um, because they have they they have a mediocre power play, but Colorado's penalty kill is just not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the the Avs power play, it looks ugly. And then you know even even when it looks ugly, it still usually creates one or two really good opportunities to score. Mike Smith was just up to the task when they finally did tonight. You know they had a couple. You know the uh, Joe Stabork in the first period, like they had some scoring opportunities. Mm-hmm. They created a couple of nice chances. They just didn't capitalize a couple on them. Posts. You know, that Landeskog backhand. Um, that I mean, Mike Smith, Mike Smith made an amazing glove save on McKinnon in the third mm-hmm. period. That would have totally changed that game. Um, just strange right. stuff. No, it was. It was it, it was a weird game that um, had a weird feel to it from the first because you, you came out of that, you were like, all right, 0-0, zero, zero, but you just don't, you, you didn't feel great about it. it. It was, it just, it had a weird feel from the jump um, that I think you said it best in the first segment. It really just seemed like two teams feeling each other out there um, kind of getting a sense for it. And even the, the, the physicality at the end, <clears throat> I don't want to say it didn't seem genuine, but it just seemed very service level. I didn't, it didn't seem like there was like real hatred there. It will be by the end, but definitely tonight it was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just weird. Um, So now that we've gotten a look at it, game one, AJ, uh, how are you feeling? 
I feel better about the series than I did before the night uh, started. I mean, we saw, I mean, the abs, like, make whatever you want of the final score, how it went or what the abs didn't do or whatever. But Calgary, it, Calgary certainly can't say that they played their mm-hmm. best game. Uh, and if they did, they're not winning anything in this in this postseason meaningful. I mean, they might beat the abs, but they, I mean, that's, they're going to have to play a hell of a lot better than they did tonight if they're going to go deep into the mm. postseason. Um, they they weren't particularly good either. It's not like they ran through Colorado. Anybody that wants to try and sell you that bag of goods, is a, they're straight lying. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I think there were I think there were long stretches where the Avs really controlled the pace of play, and 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 I think there were stretches where the Flames did the same, and and it just seemed like there was a lot of you know, passes were a little bit late. It, 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 it didn't have the intensity of a playoff game because, you know, teams weren't, they didn't seem sharp. And, uh, you know, at least the abs didn't, you know, the plays weren't crisp. The passes weren't crisp, um, missing the net, things like that. It just seemed, everything just seemed kind of fluky about it. I think now the first game's out of the way. Um, I, I think after tonight, you you have to come away thinking that the Avs have a chance to be in this. You got to solve Mike Smith, obviously. Um, he had a good start. You got to keep putting pucks on net, and you're going to beat him eventually. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think you have to feel like, hey, the Avs are in it. The, they were in it for most of the game. And like we saw all too often, quick strike goals back to back kind of buried them uh, earlier in this year. AJ, anybody from the Avs that really stood out to you that had a strong game tonight, even though it did not go their way? I mean, Grubauer. So I thought Grubauer was good tonight. I mean, the two goals against goals, the second goal uh, is a great tip by Kachuk. Like I'm, I mean, most deflection goals like that, I'm right. that's fine. Um, and then that third goal just weirdly like bounces off the inside of his skate. I mean, that's a super fluky mm-hmm. goal. Uh, and you know, the first one was a bunch of mistakes by a bunch of fools, including Grubauer, like his, his hard commitment there at at first I was like, eh, nothing he can do there, but I watched it a few times and you know, he, he he committed really, really hard when he really didn't have to. Right. Um, I, I don't think anybody on defense was good through the whole game. I thought guys started well, I thought Ian Cole was really good to start. And really, really blah to finish. Um, I I think tonight more than ever just reinforced why I'm so excited about Kale McCarr uh, because it's going to give them a third guy that you really trust to move the puck out of the zone with his legs and not try and force something. Um, you know, Barry got shut down a little bit. Gerard wasn't any good tonight. I wouldn't say he uh, wasn't way too any late. good. I I thought he had I thought I, he had flashes. I I I think the physicality of the playoffs is still something that he's really struggling to adjust to. Uh, I didn't like Zadorov's game very much. I didn't hate it. I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically I'm in the middle of writing the grades right now, and I've basically given all the defensive <laughs> D's. Uh, I don't think any of them were truly terrible, but as a unit, I just didn't think they were good enough tonight. I thought they were just okay. Um, they're going to have to be significantly better offensively if they're going to win this series, if they're going to be competitive in the series, if they're going to win games. They can't be a complete non-factor on offense like they uh. were tonight. Um, 
the off the, the abs forwards just aren't going to be good enough for that. And I thought that, um, you know, it was obviously Rantanen's first yeah. game back. Yep. I was pretty, I was pretty bleh on Landeskog as a whole. I thought there were some moments. I thought McKinnon was fine. I really didn't have a problem with McKinnon. Yep. Um, I, I thought he was explosive and I thought he looked unstoppable at times and he created some really good chances. I liked Derek Broussard. I, um, I did not like the image of him doing absolutely nothing on that first goal. Mm-hmm. Um, that just, that's not going to sit right. well. You'd like to see a little bit more than that, but overall um, I thought that he was, he was solid. He was one of the few guys that looked engaged on the power play. Uh, Jost had his moments. I, I dinged him pretty hard for the defensive mishap that he had on the first goal. But um, why he only played eight minutes tonight, I thought that was – I think that's bad job by Bednar. And I think that we're seeing uh, tonight was a good example of uh, just how little Jared Bednar trusts his roster to, to create right. offense. He trusts McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. And when uh, they're trying to make offense happen, he doesn't know what to do. He just doesn't know what to do other than run those guys into the ground. I think Bednar can't continue to do that. Otherwise, by game five, by game six, if we get to that point, uh, these guys will just be physically, I mean, they will be completely spent. You know, McKinnon played 25 minutes tonight. Landeskog played 25 minutes tonight. Ranted in his first game back played almost uh, 22 minutes tonight. Like, and I get that there was there was plenty of power play time that that played into that, but that's a ton yeah. of time on ice. That's a well, ton and, of it, ice and there was time. a lot of ice time uh, in the third period as well. Like, it, it, you know, yeah, and they mm-hmm. they went heavy. Yeah, no, it, it's <clears throat> it's funny because, and they were even talking about it on the on the NBC broadcast down the stretch. They got the Avs got huge contributions throughout their lineup uh, with. Uh, with with Miko Ranton and out, and so it's funny, you know, when, when when we're talking about just now what you're saying, it seems like Jared Bednar doesn't, and I don't know, if maybe necessarily that trust is the right word, but yeah, he's he's just going back to the McKinnon well over and over and over again late in games, trying to get that offense going, and it's like, well, you had good success with with your depth. Um, to your point, this is a series you've got to kind of you you've got to play it out a bit here. Um, you've got seven games of this and yeah, you don't want to be wearing your guys out by game, you know, four game five, um, trust your lineup. You got some good contributions to get you here. I think now that they're settled in, uh, you, you, you hope that he realizes and he kind of settles down again. Something we talked about yesterday, the, the coaching matchup is going to be something to keep an eye on. Bill Peters never been in the playoffs before. Uh, Jared Bednar with uh, six games of experience under his uh, under his very tenured belt, um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it for sure. How they handle Nathan McKinnon and uh, and and manage his ice time so you don't uh, so you don't burn him out. Yeah, well, and I mean that's just really you want to talk about the one. Um, you, you you talk about matchups and how they're gonna get McKinnon away from Backlund and how they're gonna blah blah all these all these things right. Uh, well, those those guys are also gonna uh-huh. have to finish. And tonight was 
You know, they had multiple two-on-ones that didn't even result in a single shot on goal. Now, I seem to be the only person on earth who didn't mind what Kerfoot did on the <laughs> one with Gerard. That's a that's a really good play. And if Gerard bangs that home, there's nobody worrying about Kerfoot shooting it. And that feels super hindsighty to be angry about it, especially because if Kerfoot shoots it, then he probably shoots it right into Mike Smith's chest and you're like, meh. You know, that's that's a that's a damned if you don't score, it's fine if you <laughs> yep. do. Well, and you we know? talk about it all the time when when there's a bad play made, but nothing results in it, or uh, you know, it, it it it's a super high you know low percentage play, but it goes in, so no one ever talks about what a what a risky play that was. It unfortunately didn't go that way for Kerfoot tonight. AJ, any last words before we get out of here for uh, the evening? Yeah, I mean, I really, I really don't feel bad yeah. about this. Like, you knew they were, you knew Colorado wasn't going to sweep Calgary or anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but I, I feel like this series is going to be closer than I initially expected. I thought Calgary's forward depth and defensive depth—they had a chance to really run over the Abs, and they didn't do that in Game One. Uh, maybe they do in game two. Maybe they build off this and Colorado fractures and they go the other way, right? Like I, I would be surprised if that happened, but anything, mm-hmm. anything is possible. Um, but I, I feel like if I'm Colorado, you know, I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, clean up special teams and boy, yeah. is that a different game? Uh, so, you know, five V five, I, I'm not too upset about what happened at five V five. Uh, it, it was a relatively even game. Um, Colorado had a slight advantage until they scored. And then Calgary had the advantage from there, but it's minimal. Um, it's really just creating the quality. The Avs really didn't do anything, any any kind of job whatsoever of creating chaos in front of Mike Smith. Uh, he, he was able to see pucks clearly. Uh, there, was no, there was no traffic in front. There was no taking his eyes away. There's no tips, no deflections, no rebounds and and scrums in front of the net. None of those things were mm-hmm. happening. Um, and so I think that's an again, like that's a relatively easy fix. You just change up the mindset a little bit. Okay, hey, this is something we're gonna focus on in the next game. We're gonna go in and we learned from game one, we're not gonna be successful doing this, so we've got to try to do this. Calgary's gonna try and stop them from doing that, and whoever wins that tug of war is gonna come out on top. That's how playoff series works. So uh, each team's going to make their adjustments. I'm I'm already amped up about Saturday night. I'm amped up about our watch party. I think it's going to be an awesome atmosphere uh, in Calgary. I think it's going to be an awesome atmosphere at the Ice House Tavern, where a bunch of people have already told me that they're going to come out. Uh, I'm I'm amped up, man. I think I think let's get into this. Let's get into this the the playoffs. Let's actually be part of the playoffs because it. Tonight didn't feel like it at all. Tonight did not feel like a playoff thing, a playoff game to me, even a little bit. It was very blah. Um, I'm I'm ready, man. I'm I want to get. I want to feel that craziness. I want to feel that stress. I want to feel sick to my stomach. I want to be super excited about stuff when it goes well. I want to feel like everything is on the line. Uh, game one did not feel that way to me. You heard it here first, folks. AJ's gonna go crazy. So. 
I no joke. I'm getting ham. So Saturday be on the lookout. Uh, hide your kids. Hide your wives. AJ's going crazy. Let's get out of here. I'm exhausted. I'm I'm falling asleep, AJ. And uh, I'm happy the playoffs are back. Like you said, I'm hoping for uh, hoping for a little bit of a uh, the energy turned up a bit for game two. So like you said we can just get into it a little bit more. Feel that real playoff what you know that that like desperation that everyone loves about playoff hockey hopefully it comes on saturday for adrian dater who is on location in calgary make sure you're following along at bsndenver.com my partner aj hayfley i am jesse montano this is the bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage thank you guys so much for listening